What's going on, my friends? This is Dave Sharp. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Legendary Marketer in our Wake Up Legendary show. This morning, we have a fun and interesting gentleman we're going to be talking to from Oklahoma, okay? And uh, I'm excited to hear Brett's story and uh, how he's been achieving the results that he's achieving and, um, and, and learn everything that we can from him. So, uh, Brett, what's going on, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Thanks. I'm I'm honored to be here. It's a it's certainly my pleasure. Hey, man. I uh, I'm honored to have you, man. So um, you're you've got a lot of interesting, cool things about you. You're a uh, you're an ex uh, general. You were a general manager for a large electronics retailer, founding partner in a fishing tackle business, and also you're a avid vintage volkswagen enthusiast right absolutely there is okay. no other car <laughs> wow so how many how many volkswagens do you so is that like 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 buses is that like bugs is that the main ones that that you're enthusiastic about i've i've owned all of them except for two the freudelin which is a like a little pantry truck and um, a fastback. I've never had a fastback Volkswagen, but I've had buses, Gias, Bugs, um, you know, Squarebacks. I've had a lot of them. It's I just it's just a hobby of mine. I love them. It's interesting when you get into hobby. I would say that I've started my first hobby just recently with watches. And uh, are you do you, are you a watch guy at all? No, but I have a buddy that is like a watch fanatic, and that's all he talks about. Oh my so God. I get you. Yeah. So it's just weird how you, I don't know, man, I've, I, I guess personally I've never, and this is kind of weird to say, I've never really had a hobby before. It's always been, cause I can't really call my business a hobby because it's been a business, right? I played mm -hmm. sports when I was young, but for the last kind of 10 years, I've really just worked, you know, and I right. feel like I'm just kind of getting to this place in life to where I'm starting to kind of enjoy things that aren't just related to building a business or having mm -hmm. a family and, uh, and, and watches is kind of my, my first kind of real, I would say real serious hobby. So how, when did you, right. I'm just curious, when did you get started as a, as a, with Volkswagens as your hobby around like what age and, and what got you started in that? Just, just a nutshell. And then we'll get into the marketing stuff. Yeah, sure. I was uh, 1978. Mm -hmm. uh, I got my first, but uh, beetle. Um, okay. and, uh, that started it, you know, it was, in, it was the craze growing where I was growing up. I was from Southern California. Yeah. And so all my buddies had bugs or buses or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it just led from one thing. And all of a sudden I found myself just obsessing over the the whole vintage Volkswagen. Of course, in the early 70s or late 70s, it wasn't vintage back then. <laughs> it was just Volkswagen, but now, of course, vintage. And uh, I love, you know, the the community that are with, you know, the, the vintage Volkswagens. I'm in many groups on Facebook, which helps me with my my business that I'm doing now. So, yeah, it's, it's great. Well, awesome. So how did you, how did you find us um, and what, brought you online and tell us a little bit about how you got started in, in the nutshell version of, of your story. Sure. Um, mine's probably a typical story. You know, you work long, hard hours, you know, as a general manager, electronics company, I was responsible for upwards of 200 people 
millions of dollars in merchandise, customers, you know, the, the whole thing. My time wasn't really my own. And although um, that was my choice, you know, I was uh, I had a, a company, a fishing tackle company, as you mentioned, and that's still going and it does really well today. It's just, mm. you know, it's just not a big company. It makes enough money for my partner. So he he's he's doing the he's the face of that company. And um, it wasn't until 2014 that I just just that I found out that I was on the wrong track for my life and what I wanted to achieve for me and my family. We had a tragic tragic event happen at one of my locations, and the way my company handled it was uh, just wasn't good. And so that started me like, what what do I need to do to get out of this uh, and yeah. and spend more time with my family? And I did a number of things uh, with, in regards to the internet, you know, early on, um, you know, doing a uh, blog and, and trying social media and just nothing really worked. I didn't, I didn't really dedicate enough time to it. Yeah. And then uh, I just remember waking up last year one day and said, you know what? Enough is enough. I've got, to, I've got to change or it's going to put me in my grave. And that's when I found legendary through, um, Oh, he's a pastor. Um, uh, Jake. Yes, yes. And uh, I just liked his the way he delivered his you know comments and how he spoke to the opportunity and and I jumped on board under underneath his uh, links and uh, fortunate to do so. However, 2020 um, had other plans for me. <laughs> it was a difficult year to say the least. Um, I was fortunate though that we didn't lose anybody in our family due to the uh, pandemic, but both my father and my oldest son uh, were in the hospital almost back to back. My dad had a heart attack and my oldest son had a TBI that we were dealing with um, from uh, you know military and a traffic accident he had while in the military. Hmm. So that derailed my, my plans. And yeah. so everything went to the sideline until um, I walked away from my job April of this year. I just left. I turned my keys in and said, I'm done. Focused. Wow. I focused on doing this. And yeah. I, w I believed in myself. And fortunately, I had a, a great platform to help me with that. And I was amazed at the response when you start talking about opportunity. Um, and it's just been a blessing ever since. Wow. You know? Yeah. So that was April. And you've kind of is it would you say that you're there's no turning back now oh i'm committed 100,000% i'm not there is no 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 more uh salary for me it's going to be all you know me making my own way and uh, and uh it's just it's just a good feeling you know i mean i felt good I, it's an honorable thing to have a, a job obviously you know you're sure. providing for your family it's a good thing to Absolutely. do but uh there is no feeling at least to me, like uh, Friday morning and you get that, you know, the email that was coming to you <laughs> and uh, and that you did that, you know, yeah. you cr you created that that source of income. And it's such a just a it's it's almost an elation kind of a feeling, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's I was I, I just kicked off another training uh, for for our blueprint clients. And I said I mentioned my first check, which was you know, that I had earned basically as an entrepreneur. 
And it, it came from a company that I was a, a associated or fi- an affiliate for, and it was for $2.50. But the way that I reacted to that check, you would have thought it was $2.5 million. Right. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think my first one was that, you know, like $2 and 80 cent one. And I feel you, man, that was, that's right. Exactly how I felt. It's just, yeah. It's and like, it's, I can do this. <laughs> sure. Right. It, it becomes real. It's, it's, it's real. And then you, the, then it was a physical check that came in the mail. I had to actually take it to the bank and deposit it just to make sure that it was, it was real. It was a actual check and they, they took it. They, and I was like, okay, <laughs> we're good. You know, yeah. Good. Well, that $2 and 50 cents, it's, it's yeah. there. It's going in my, into the bank. <laughs> it's going into the bank. I'm investing back into my business. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I did the same thing. I, I, I didn't turn in my keys and quit my job, but I did kind of say I'm done with construction. My dad and I were working together, kind of going from job to job as sort of independent contractors. And I just kind of was like, I'm done. You know, I'm just going to focus a hundred percent. I'm not going to focus on getting any more jobs, doing any more jobs. I'm done. I'm just going to focus hundred percent on this. And it was scary. And it was, it's probably much more scary for you being so close to, I would think, retirement and 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 I don't know if you gave up anything, but my question is, is, is I can't recommend that people do that because right, right. Uh, that's not that's that wouldn't be a responsible thing for me to do. Right. It is an honorable job. It is an honorable thing to have a job. And Absolutely. I also believe that how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're if you're, if you're really, you know, if you're really kind of just dropping the ball at your job, it's not likely that you're going to step into your own business and just start crushing it. Uh, So I would say that before you quit, if any of you guys are considering quitting, make sure, you know, kind of, kind of evaluate yourself or have somebody else, others evaluate you too, to say, where really am I? Am I, Mm. Do I got potential? Does this company want to promote me? Have I climbed a ladder as high as I can go? Like, am I crushing or am I just barely getting by? Am right. I quitting before they fire me type of situation? Um, but I, I do want to ask you, do you think that kind of um, cutting the umbilical cord, cutting the anchor, right? So now all of a sudden you have to make it to the other side of the ocean. Do you think that sort of, I guess, eliminating your backup plan did something to you mentally and, and was a catalyst for you to start getting bigger results in your business? I think that's absolutely true. And that's the reason why I walked away. And you're right. I don't recommend it. I even on my social media, I tell people, I don't recommend you, you do what I did. It was a, it was a drastic measure. Yeah. And, um, I, just had to do it though. I mean, I, I felt that I wasn't given the time to what I wanted to achieve outside of work with my yeah. quote unquote side hustle. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I, I haven't been a fool with my money. I've stuck it away. And my, my whole plan was, listen, I'm going to, I've got to give this thing a shot, turn my keys in. My plan was to tap into my 401k until I, you know, as a cushion until I achieved um, three months away from, I'm um, three months into it almost. And I haven't had to one time because of the opportunity that, that you and your company has provided me. And it is, uh, 
that is the, that's the good feeling I talk about, you know, that elation yeah. that, you know, I didn't have to tap into that at all. I just, you know, I'm able to um, make that income that I needed to make for my family. And, and it's just been awesome. Yeah. I would also, I would also say, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this too, but I can certainly say living below your means is incredibly important for the first while in your business. I know, I know I, you know, I just mentioned a watch hobby. Sure. Well, I can tell you that there was, there was, there was nine years of this business to where I didn't really buy anything. I, mean, right. I, I bought a house for my family and um, I had some nice cars. I did have a watch or two along the way. I'm not saying that I didn't have a watch. I remember buying my first Rolex down in St. Thomas in 2013 or something. Um, but it, I wasn't collecting, you know what I mean? Like I sure, wasn't, sure. I wasn't, I wasn't going out and spending silly money on stuff and going out to dinner all the time and buying the most expensive car and remodeling my house and all this kind of stuff. Like I wasn't, I was living below my means and I, I really realized how much I was living below my means looking back on it. Um, you said you stashed some. Can you just you obviously you've been somewhat smart with your with your money. Can you talk from your perspective some advice for for early entrepreneurs about how to actually think about money and how to what is what is being smart with money, especially early in a business, mean to you? Well, you have to understand what the long game is, right? If you live for today and today only, that could get you in trouble down the end of the road. Um, and I, how can I, you know, it's just knowing what, particularly having a younger family, I'm an older man with a younger family, <laughs> you know, that kind of helped me make the decisions I made. Um, I left the military. I was, uh, 35 and didn't have a penny saved to my name. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I'm, met my wife 25 years ago, my current wife, 25 years ago. And she's helped me really think, um, about our futures. You know, if I, I had someone, I, I felt that my future is with, and she is my soulmate. And yeah, so her and I together really, um, without her probably wouldn't be where I am today because the support that she offers I can in our conversations and having, you know, like I said, I have, I have four, well, five children. My older son's married. Um, three children still here at the house and you know, we're looking out for their future. And the only way to do that is make sure that we are financially steady. Yeah. How old are you yeah. or how old are your kids? I have a 29 year old, uh, 17 year old. Well, she'll be 17 on the 4th of July and then a 15 year old and a 13 year old. Okay. So you don't have, you don't have super young kids. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. I was like, holy shit, because <laughs> I, I feel tired, you know, and, oh, and, I'm looking, I know. And, I, and I'm looking at you like, do you got young kids, dude? Cause if you do, <laughs> then I, I need to stop complaining. Right. Uh, you know right. What I mean? <laughs> no, I remember the day that we didn't have to buy any more diapers. It was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, they're uh, not, they're not that young. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, I can go back to complaining again. <laughs> you know, yeah. The, the, but you know, I, you know, maximizing if you have the opportunity, if you have a, a matching fund at the 401k, wherever you're working right now is something that I took advantage of. I maximize. We did without, like you said, you did without on, of your hobbies for so long. 
I did the same thing. I could have yeah. owned multiple Volkswagens, but <laughs> instead I chose to buy Volkswagen, you know, lithographs and little keychains. And, right, you know, right, and right. if you look behind me, you might even see a couple of the little toy buses up there on my bookshelf. You know, that's a toy bus is a much financially smarter decision than, a, <laughs> right. than an actual one. Right. I know. Oh, absolutely. I have a so kid that, that wants one too. It's, it's, I have yeah. a 21 year old and he wants a, a but wants a bus and wants to drive it around the country and all that. So, uh, it's kind of, kind of cool. That is good. Um, so you, you're now kind of into action mode, you're marketing, you've been at this now for a few months, you're getting results. You're spending a lot of time, I guess on TikTok. Is that right? Is that you have a couple of other platforms and channels, but you seem to be, you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube, but, but you also are on TikTok. Can you talk us through a little bit about kind of what you've been doing that's been getting you some of the best results? Uh, honest and transparency, not pretending to be something I'm not, you know, uh, at least I try to think that's the way I'm coming across. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't, I can't help how people perceive me, but I try to be as transparent and honest as I can. Um, I think that helps. Uh, TikTok certainly was a game changer. You know, I think that's been talked about and talked about and talked yeah. about, and have, you know, and I think it's just scratching the surface truthfully. Mm. Um, and, uh, I am expanding into the other platforms. Um, you know, here lately it's been YouTube. I'm really diving into YouTube and starting to work that angle. I feel like I got a really good handle on TikTok. I'm into the organic growth and, uh, Jonathan Montoya has been a huge influence on that. Um, uh, another legendary marketer has had a lot of success and yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, uh, started out here, start Jonathan started out here and really took off in one of our content challenges that we did about a year uh, and a half ago. We did a 30 day content challenge and he kind of, he was a hungry, hungry guy. I could tell, but that was kind of when he, his business just started to explode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he, so it, it's been interesting to watch guys like that kind of grow as seeds here planted in our soil and then sprout off into real, real, uh, you know, real, real pretty solid and serious marketers, you know? Oh yeah. You can't, I, I just, I hold him such a high regard because of, you know, how he's handled himself and his business and it, it's influenced what I'm doing, you know? And, um, I think Pinterest is another up and coming one that uh, I don't yeah, know if a lot of sure. people take advantage of. I know, I know. Well, we're working on releasing some some really powerful training around that because it's it's I think it's a I think it's as powerful as TikTok in in certain respects. It's untapped. Yeah. And obviously you're are you are you into that yet or you just want to I've get got I got a few pins up on my business account that I have yeah. there and it's getting some it's slowly getting traction. Yeah. Um you know, views go first, then clicks, and and it's working that way. So, um, if you're if you're doing TikTok content, there is absolutely no reason why you can't do a Pinterest pin because you can transfer that video over to pin uh, to Pinterest and catch people's attention, spread yeah. the news. Yeah. So, I noticed that your TikTok handle was was uh, was was a uh, oh, I thought it was Coach Brett. Where did I get that's that? That's uh, Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Twitter. Is, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know where the hell I got that from. I, I, I don't know. That's a good one though. But that's, that's Twitter because I uh, 
I was a personal trainer for a while um, coming out of the military, and that's where I picked it up and and uh, helping veterans oh, is, right. was my goal. And so I helped I helped people that needed my help. And it wasn't anything I was trying to get any money on. I just wanted to um, share whatever yeah. I could with the people that gave everything to. So, so for sure, man, for sure. Um, and you were in the military too, right? Didn't you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, spent 10 well, years you. in the air force. Thank you, thank you for your service, brother. Yeah. My pleasure. Happy to do it. And it was a great experience. Yeah. I, a lot of my uncles, almost every one of my uncles, including my father and my stepfather were both in all in the service. So yeah, it's such an honorable thing to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, it, so the coach Brett thing it just got me thinking, you know, because you said honesty and transparency is kind of what, if I say, I said, what's worked for you. And you were like, well, honesty and transparency. And the biggest challenge that so many people have when they're starting out, no matter what niche they're working in, a lot of times we just talk about the make money online niche because, because it, people are new and they just get into the make money online niche. It seems they were a person that was looking to make money online. So then they get into that niche, but it doesn't matter what niche you're in, whether it's dog training, parenting, whether it's health, diabetes, birthing, whatever, when it's, there's an adjustment to, to, even if you're taking a little bit of knowledge that you have, or hell, even if you're a full blown expert and you've gotten paid for it in other, you know, circumstances, now all of a sudden taking and going online and filming yourself or writing post with authority and with confidence is a thing that uh, like most people struggle with. And they, and they, in, in, for me, I know that confidence, just speaking with confidence, even if you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> just, just I'm not, no, I'm serious, dude. I mean, because two people can sit down at the table, man, in a right. business deal. And usually the one that's the more confident one, the more conviction is going to, is going to close the other person on whatever. Right. Okay. So that's why I say it's kind of like golf, dude. You know, like my dad always said, Hey, you know, doesn't matter how you play as long as you look good, like out on the <laughs> golf course. You know what I mean? That's right. why, that's why guys buy clubs and clothes and all this different kind of shit because they're trying to compensate for their, their shitty game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Have you been watching me? <laughs> right, right. right. I mean, dude, I, I started in 2020. I started playing golf quite a bit with, with my uh, father-in-law, my dad, and my stepdad. And I like – the first thing I would have normally done, right, is gone out and bought a nice pair of clubs. I'm going to do this. But I made the commitment that I'm going to play with shitty clubs, these clubs that I've had for over 10 years. And they are the worst clubs in the history of the universe. They are so bad. And I was like, if I can't play with these, then I'm in. And if I can't get excited about the game, I'm not going to go spend a couple thousand dollars on a new pair of clubs because it, it doesn't, you know, it, it's not going to change my game. I'm still going to suck whether I got bad clubs or good clubs. But, um, but if you were to see, if you see me walk out onto the golf course, Brett, man, I got swagger until I hit the ball. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. If, if, you, if you were to watch me just operate out there walking and the way sometimes I look at the ball and I get down and I oh, yeah. try to find the right, the angle of the dangle and all this shit. 
but then I, but then I actually hit the ball and it's like, Oh my God, this guy is, this guy sucked. <laughs> but, but I look confident doing it. So my, my question is, is like, how have you how have you found confidence to speak about what you're speaking about uh on the internet and and actually get people to 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 follow you and listen to you well i think one of the benefits of being in first of all my first career in the military and then secondly into the retail is that one i had to speak into the large groups you know thousands of people on, on occasions and so i mean that helps with the uh, ability to deliver a message. Um, and I just, I just think that consistency, as long as if they're seeing that you have a consistent message um, in a consistent way, people are more likely to tune in. You know, if I'm saying something different every time I'm on a, whatever platform, then I lose credibility. And that would, it would be the death of me, of my business anyway. So I try to stay consistent. And, um, and when you get that first positive response off of whatever platform you might be on, yeah. it's such a boost, you know, it's a confirmation that you're on the right track and then you take, you know, the, the trolls for granted and you just kind of push them aside. You can't let them get in your head. You celebrate um, them. Well, actually it, it's, it's funny you should say that because I have this thing with my wife, whenever I get a troll, we kind of share the, what they, what they say. And have a laugh about it but um you know people want to do what they want to do but nothing is going to derail what i've started so so if somebody who doesn't have a previous experience of talking to people like you do what 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 did, i mean if you were if you didn't have that experience or you were advising somebody who's brand new because i just really feel that's such an important part i mean really people remember only 10% of what you say anyways, that's been proven and 90% of how uh, you make them feel, right? right so right. confidence in the energy that you have in project is, is really important in your communication. So what, so what, what would you say to somebody who is brand new, who doesn't have that experience? How could they, how could they, how could they, uh, work on and eventually adopt some of that confidence to be able to, you know, gain people's trust and just get people to, you know, because again, people listen to people that they feel know what they're talking about or believe in what they're talking about. Right. right? Even mm -hmm. if you don't know what you're talking about, do you actually believe what you're saying? <laughs> right. Sure. Because right. Absolutely. if you don't believe what you're saying and you're trying to get me to believe it, then we got a problem. Exactly. So, I, I mean, in a sense, I'm answering my own question. I just want to, I want your perspective on it as well. Well, I think that um, you can't compare yourself to anybody. That's that, I, th I see that as a big mistake from a lot of people that are starting out. That they see someone who might have been in the game for a while and say they're making, they're doing this awesome stuff in their business. Look at me! I'm I can't even get anybody to view my videos. Well, you, you can't look at that. That is that is a quick way to get uh, to a dead end street, you know. So I would recommend that one you set a goal. Um, somewhere that it, it could be a small goal. I'm going to do a video a day on TikTok um, for this week. And I'm going to see how, how that comes out. And my messages are always going to be positive and they're going to be angled to what's going to, of course, benefit my business. But I'm going to deliver a content that's going to be of value to my audience. 
Um, and as long as you stick to that, and no matter what platform you're on, I believe there are people out there that are going to resonate with your uh, yeah. w- w- message that you're trying to deliver. You gotta, you gotta just, you gotta wait, you gotta hang in there until, you, until you, you find your tribe, and your tribe finds you. Exactly. It's just not like you going, okay, I'm on, I'm in business, and people are gonna start yeah. following you. You have to build that audience. Yeah, it, I almost, it, I almost get a little bit worried for people who have kind of massive success with a piece of content right out of the gate because it can give false expectations that that's what it's like every time it's kind of like a drug addict who gets the you get you get super high the first time you ever use and then you're always sort of chasing that high versus building up to it a tiktok you said is a game changer um in in and guys, I just want to remind you, like I always do for many years, many people have been successful online without TikTok, without TikTok, building, running ads, building YouTube channels, you know, build, cultivating email list from organic Facebook marketing, YouTube marketing, again, running ads. We got David Dill uh, uh, talked about Twitter. We've got just a couple of people on Twitter who are really kind of doing big things. We've not even as a community, I think really tapped into Twitter yet. So it is a game changer. You think it's just getting started. What are your predictions for the the rest of the year really? And then maybe into 2022 and what are your goals? What do you specifically see? Like what is your predictions for kind of the marketplace and how the world because you know a lot of people have come online after 2020, right? So right. Our, is is you know at one time any of us who were talking about making money online were just a bunch of scam artists, and now everybody's beating down our door saying, "I need to make money online as well." <laughs> funny, right? So, funny so, how a pandemic can make that happen. Huh? Yeah. What what's your prediction about the marketplace in terms of? Do you think that like we're in this early stage before there's going to be a mass, like everybody's going to come online and be trying to work from home and making money online. Or do you think things are going to level out? I mean, it's kind of an opportunity question for the people who are listening. Is this actually an opportunity that you should seize now, or will it still be here in five years, et cetera? I think five years from now, man, this is going to be a whole different world on, you know, doing what we do. Because if yeah. you look at companies, they're automating, right? Um, the, it, I think that what we see now is just the beginning of where companies are going. You know, the company's main um, objective is to have that bottom line look sweet, right? So they can get to they can pay out their constituents, whether it's their investors themselves, the employees, benefit share. And the tighter that gets, the more automated we get, we become as a as a society. And I think if you don't see that coming, you need to open your eyes and you need to prepare. You know, it's it's not like a doomsday thing. It's just something that um, the more prepared that you are for that to come, uh, then the better off you're going to be in, in the future. And I'm not I'm not trying to bring everybody down on this, but it's happening. I mean, they had, I saw online the other day, I think it was McDonald's had a burger, a, a automated burger flipper. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I know it was a it was a, one of those arms you normally see in a in a factory building cars, and this thing's flipping burgers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If well, I mean, coming. dude, think about it. I mean, a, any robot could build a better cook a better burger than I I can. I'm right. so ignorant. I actually touched the top of a hot grill one time. I mean, I'm like a 
total klutz in the kitchen and just i would much rather have a robot cooking my burger than me cooking my burger any day you know what i mean uh but but that's how companies view things you're absolutely right so if you think your job is secure Mm -hmm. uh you're you've got another thing coming because uh you know it's all it's a it's a it's a corporate family until it's not (laughs) you know true and you know in my in my world retail world they 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 make it sexy. They call it operating model changes. Okay. An operating model changes means that people are losing their jobs, right? right? They're reorganizing. People are going away. Yeah. And um, it's necessary in business. I get that. Tough choices have to be made. I had to make a lot. I had to deliver a lot of bad news to a lot of people. And, uh, and this is just a way to ensure that I don't, you know, I personally don't have to do that anymore. And, and, Hopefully people will see that there's an opportunity that if that happens to them, the world's not coming to an end. You have a choice, you know, get yeah. into this digital world. I'm telling you, it will change it will change your life. Well, it's nice to see, and I'm not trying to age you here, but it's nice to see people of all different ages, man. You know what I mean? Like of, of all different, I mean, you, we got, we got, we got a uh, literally 18 to 80 within our community. I mean, it's yeah. incredible, man. Yeah. How many different, age groups and demographics and different countries and different backgrounds coming from, I mean, doctors, lawyers, construction workers, uh, stay at home, dads, stay at home moms. It's, it's, um, it's, it's fascinating. And again, my opinion is 2020 was a warning shot for everyone to wake up and many did, and many went online and figured out creative ways to make money, or maybe they did something offline, right? right. Uh, I mean, some people just uh, got checks from the government, which is fine, and you know that's 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 not going to make you comfortable. That's not going to make you. That's not going to make. That's not going. That's not sustainable. It it was something that may have helped you, your family out if, 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 if it did great. Um, but it's not a good thing to rely on. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, it was a warning shot though. It was a warning shot for people to, to, to come online or to kind of realize that not just I could lose my job, but something crazy like a pandemic could hit. And if, you know, if, if, if you guys think, those of you who are listening right now think that it's going to be another hundred years before our next pandemic. I don't, I don't believe that. I think, I think the way that technology and science and people who are not good people out there who want to take America out and want to take other people out or people that don't believe the same way that they believe, I believe there's going to be other things that are going to pop up that it's going to be, be in your best interest to be completely independent from needing to go anywhere to to uh, be connected to a job to an office to a company relying on anyone including the government for a paycheck and to be able to stay home in the safety of your home if you need to and not have your income interrupted because you can be doing business and receiving money from people all over the world would you agree with that Hundred percent, spot on. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. the best person to rely on rely on is yourself. Rely on yourself. Get it done. Yeah, and, and you know what? 
a lot of people say that like I or we got lucky in 2020. You said it was a tough year. Well, hopefully next time it comes around, it won't be a tough year for you because preparation will have met uh, opportunity. And yeah. for me, it just so happened. It's not because I'm smarter. It's honestly because I stumbled on this because I didn't have a career. I stumbled on the internet marketing. I got started 10 years preparation met opportunity. Everybody came online in 2020. We had one of our biggest years and we're having a record breaking oh, yeah. year this year. Yeah. While, well, yeah, while the rest started... of the world is suffering and in, in going through financial hardship, many of the folks who came online many years ago uh, were able to kind of reap the rewards. I cut you off, but it's interesting, no, right? No, you're, you're dead on. I started with Legendary February last year, right? Right before everything hit the fan. And, uh, and then my family's issues with, you know, in the hospital, yeah. four or five months and, yeah. you know, and a lot of people can say, well, you were making excuses and I, you know, when you're working 15 hours a day and then having to go to the hospital, yeah, spend with your family, it just yes. was, it was too much. And, um, but it did help me make that decision. I was like, I potentially could have lost my father. Uh, my son was in a critical, was in critical condition for a long time. He's great now. Everything's fine. So if everybody's wondering. Good. Great um, to hear that. Yeah. And, uh, but it did help me make my choice this year. Right. You know, it kind of, it kind of was a, a, um, like, do I want to have to suffer through that again? Or if I'm working at home and something traumatic happens in my family, now I have the time. Absolutely. Now I can go to them and, and help where I can when they need it or before I couldn't. Yeah. Well, it's really important, man. And I'm happy for you that you were able to do that. And I'm thrilled about your, your progress, your success. Um, you. you guys can, can follow Brett on Twitter at coach underscore Brett or Brett Coop. Is it Coop or Cope? It's actually Cope. copy. copy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's easy for me to remember. Copy, copy writing. All right, right, Brett. Well, hey, brother, keep up the great work. Keep up the hard work. Uh, my, give my best to your family. And um, it, it's been a it's been a privilege to thank you for your service again. And uh, oh, it's you. been an honor to uh, chat with you today. If there's anything I can do to help you out, my friend, please let me know. Don't be afraid to reach out and uh, come back and keep us updated. All right. I will do that. Dave, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for developing this company that it's life changing for a lot of people. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. You're very, very welcome, my friend. Take care. Stay legendary, buddy. You got it. All right. All right, my friends. Happy Friday. Go, go, go. Build your business. Live your life. Have a fantastic day. All right. Uh, we'll see you back here on Monday. For another episode, if you have the ability, get into our blueprints. The uh, things are blowing up. We've got a lot of exciting things coming down the pipeline as well here at Legendary. But as they say, killers move in silence. You'll know when it drops. Um, we're just thrilled and excited to be able to continue to build and impact and serve, and our community's growing. And uh, it's just it's a fun, it's an exciting journey. It's an exciting exciting journey. Um, that, that just never gets old, right? So we're glad that you're here. If you're brand new to our community, welcome. Uh, you can binge a little bit this weekend on episodes if you want to go and find us on Spotify or Apple. Just look up Wake Up Legendary, and you can catch some of the past episodes. You can also scroll up and down our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash legendary marketer official, and you can watch the interviews yourself. My name's Dave Sharp. 
You be legendary. Get the hell out of here. Have a great day and a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Peace.